Hi, I'm Michelle Oyer. It's April 18th, and this is the Bible in a Year with Maple City Chapel. The readings for today are Joshua 16 through 18, Luke 19, 1 through 27, Psalms 87, 1 through 7, and Proverbs 13, 11. Joshua 16. The allotment for the descendants of Joseph extended from the Jordan River near Jericho, east of the springs of Jericho, through the wilderness and into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel, that is Luz, it ran over to Adaroth in the territory of Archites. Then it descended westward to the territory of the Japhletites, as far as the lower Beth-Huron, then to Gezer and over to the Mediterranean Sea. This was the homeland allocated to the families of Joseph's sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. The following territory was given to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. The boundary of their homeland began at Adaroth, Adar, in the east. From there it ran to Upper Beth Haran, then on to the Mediterranean Sea. From Mikmathah on to the north, the boundary curved eastward past Tanath Shiloh, to the east of Genoa. From Genoa it turned southward to Adaroth and Naara, touched Jericho, and ended at the Jordan River. From Tapula, the boundary extended westward, following the Cana Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. In addition, some towns with their surrounding villages in the territory, allocated to the half-tribe of Manasseh, were set aside for the tribe of Ephraim. They did not drive the Canaanites out of Gezer, however, so the people of Gezer live as slaves among the people of Ephraim to this day. Joshua 17. The next allotment of land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph's older son. Machir, the firstborn son of Manasseh, was the father of Gilead. Because his descendants were experienced soldiers, the regions of Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to them. So the allotment on the west side of the Jordan was for the remaining families within the clans of the tribe of Manasseh, Abizer, Halek, Asriel, Shashem, Hefer, and Shemida. These clans represent the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph. However, Zelophehad, a descendant of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, had no sons. He had only daughters, whose names were Milha, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirzah. These women came to Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the Israelite leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us a grant of land along with the men of our tribe. So Joshua gave them a grant of land along with their uncles, as the Lord had commanded. As a result, Manasseh's total allocation came to ten parcels of land, in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan across the Jordan River. Because the female descendants of Manasseh received a grant of land along with the male descendants, the land of Gilead was given to the rest of the male descendants of Manasseh. The boundary of the tribe of Manasseh extended from the border of Asher to Michmetheth near Shechem. Then the boundary went south from Michmetheth to the settlement near the spring of Tupa. The land surrounding Tupla belonged to Manasseh, but the towns of Tupa itself on the border of Manasseh's territory belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. 
From the spring of Tupa, the boundary of Manasseh followed the Cana Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. Several towns south of the ravine were inside Manasseh's territory, but they actually belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. In general, however, the land south of the ravine belonged to Ephraim, and the land north of the ravine belonged to Manasseh. Manasseh's boundary ran along the northern side of the ravine and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. North of Manasseh was the territory of Asher, and to the east was the territory of Issachar. The following towns within the territory of Issachar and Asher, however, were given to Manasseh. Beth-shan, Eblium, Dor, that is, Nephora-dor, Endor, Tanakh, and Migdio, each with their surrounding settlements. But the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. The descendants of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, Why have you given us only one portion of land as our homeland, when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? Joshua replied, If there are so many of you, and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out the land for yourselves in the forest where the Perizzites and the Raphites live. The descendants of Joseph responded, It's true that the hill country is not large enough for us, but all the Canaanites in the lowlands have iron chariots, both those in Beth-shan and its surrounding settlements, and those in the valley of Jezreel. They are too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, Since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forests of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish, and take possession of its farthest corners, and you will drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. Joshua 18 Now that the land was under Israelite control, the entire community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle. But there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grants of land. Then Joshua asked them, How long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given to you? Select three men from each tribe, and I will send them out to explore the land and map it out. They will then return to me with a written report of their proposed divisions of their new homeland. Let them divide the land into seven sections, excluding Judah's territory in the south and Joseph's territory in the north. And when you record the seven divisions of the land and bring them to me, I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord our God to assign land to each tribe. The Levites, however, will not receive any allotment of land. Their role as priests of the Lord is their allotment. And the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh won't receive any more land, for they already received their grant of land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them on the east side of the Jordan River. As the men started on their way to map out the land, Joshua commanded them, Go and explore the land and write a description of it. Then return to me, and I will assign the land to the tribes by casting sacred lots here in the presence of the Lord at Shiloh. The men did as they were told, and mapped the entire territory into seven sections, 
listing the towns in each section. They made a written record and then returned to Joshua in the camp at Shiloh. And there at Shiloh, Joshua cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord to determine which tribe should have each section. The first allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. It lay between the territory assigned to the tribes of Judah and Joseph. The northern boundary of Benjamin's land began at the Jordan River, went north of the slope of Jericho, then west through the hill country and the wilderness of Beth Avin. From there, the boundary went south to Luz, that is, Bethel, and proceeded down to Adaroth Adar on the hill that lies south of the lower Beth Haran. The boundary then made a turn and swung south along the western edge of the hill facing Beth Haran, ending at the village of Kirath Ba, that is, Kirath Jerim, a town belonging to the tribe of Judah. This was the western boundary. The southern boundary began at the outskirts of Kirith Jerim. From the western point, it ran to the spring at the waters of Nephtoah and down to the base of the mountain beside the valley of Ben Hinnam at the northern end of the valley of Rephraim. From there it went down the valley of Henan, crossing south to the slope where the Jebusites lived, and continued to Enrigol. From Enrigol, the boundary proceeded in a northerly direction and came to En-Shemesh and on to Gililoth, which is across from the slopes of Adumim. Then it went down to the stone of Boha. Boha was Reuben's son. From there it passed along the north side of the slope overlooking the Jordan Valley. The border then went down into the valley, ran past the north slope of Beth Hogolah, and ended at the north bay of the Dead Sea, which is the southern end of the Jordan River. This was the southern boundary. The eastern boundary was the Jordan River. These were the boundaries of the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. These were the towns given to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Jericho, Beth-Hoglath, Amek, Kaziz, Beth-Erabah, Jemmaram, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophra, Kafar Amoni, Orphni, Giba, twelve towns with their surrounding villages. Also Gibeon, Ramah, Baroth, Mizpah, Kefara, Mizra, Rekum, Irpil, Terala, Zela, Hefla, the Jebusite town, that is Jerusalem, Gabia, and Kirith Jerem, 14 towns with their surrounding villages. This was the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, 
I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. The crowd was listening to everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. He said, A nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. Before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, Invest this for me while I'm gone. But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We do not want him to be our king. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given the money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You are a good servant. You have been faithful with the little I entrusted you, so you will be governor of ten cities as your reward. The next servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done, the king said. You will be governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and kept it safe. I was afraid because you are a hard man to deal with and taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops you didn't plant. You wicked servant! The king roared. Your own words condemn you. If you knew that I'm a hard man who takes what isn't mine and harvests crops I didn't plant, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then, turning to the others standing nearby, the king ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one who has ten pounds. But master, they said, he already has ten pounds. Yes, the king replied. And to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as for those enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Psalms 87 On the holy mountain stands the city founded by the Lord. He loves the city of Jerusalem more than any other city in Israel. O city of God, what glorious things are said of you. I will count Egypt and Babylon among those who know me. Also, Philista and Tyre, and even distant Ethiopia. They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. Regarding Jerusalem, it will be said, everyone enjoys the rights of citizenship here, and the Most High will personally Bless the city. When the Lord registers the nations, he will say, They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. The people will play flutes and sing, The source of my life springs from Jerusalem. Proverbs 13 11. Wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears, wealth from hard work grows over time.